Welcome to First Focus, a podcast here at First Presbyterian Church of Columbia, where we highlight various events and ministries around the church. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Adair, the pastoral intern of Biblical Counseling. This week, we're going to be interviewing Reverend David Lawton. He's going to be sharing with us an update about our church's re-entry into worship, clarify again what we can expect, and share how the process has been going. If you have questions about the show or any ministry at the church, don't hesitate to contact us. You can find all of our contact info on our website, which is firstpresscolumbia.org, or you can email us at podcast at firstpresscolumbia.org, or you can check us out on our app. Let's get to the conversation. Welcome back to First Focus. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Adair, and with us today we have our uh, wonderful pastor, Pastor David Lawton, the Associate Pastor of Congregational Care here at our church at First Pres. David, why don't you say hello? Hello, Josh, and uh, those listening to this First Focus podcast. It's great to, uh, to be with you. And it's great to have you with us, David. The last time I think you were on our podcast was right at the start of all of our churches ceasing of worship and sharing about how our congregation can have needs met. And so it's good to actually have you back now that we're talking about reentry. And so David is going to be sharing with us folks today about our reentry process, how that's going, and maybe offer us some encouragement as well about how we can be partaking of our corporate gathering together in this season. So David, why don't you share a little bit about how this process has come about and what exactly our re-entry into worship looks like for those who might not have been back or are still unfamiliar with that process. Absolutely, Josh. Uh, glad to respond and answer that. You know, for about 12 weeks, maybe 14 to 15 weeks, we did not have in-person worship services, and we just had live stream from the sanctuary and then about four to five weeks ago, we began our in-person worship services. Mm-hmm. And the Lord is so kind and faithful, answering uh, many prayers. You know, he sets in the hearts of his people to, to worship him, to express their love for him. And it's been very sweet as people have gathered together in person, as well as those that are joining, continuing to be part of worship online. Mm. These last weeks have been very meaningful. It, it is a bit of a different experience sure. than we had before. Mm-hmm. There is a, a bit of a screening process mm-hmm. that's designed to ensure uh, safety. While we want it to be a, a very meaningful experience, we also want it to be an experience that is as safe as possible. So people register through the church website, our app. Sure. For one of the morning services mm-hmm. and or an evening service. And that registration is from Monday until Friday at about midnight to early Saturday morning, midnight, Friday night. And register. And part of that registration is you indicate that you are feeling okay. Sure. That you haven't been in contact with someone, in direct contact with someone who has been tested COVID positive. And then when you arrive, suggested you arrive about half an hour early, make your way to one of the screening tents, which are located close to the Family Life Center Mm -hmm. in the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. We have two morning services Mm -hmm. and an evening service. We have an 830 service that's held in the Family Life Center. Mm Mm-hmm an 11 a.m. service in the sanctuary, and then a 6 p.m. service 
back in the family life center. And the medical screening is adjacent to these places where we gather for worship. For medical screening, you're required to wear a mask just because our wonderful volunteers who serve as screeners, largely they're medical professionals, Mm -hmm. get within six feet of you uh, when they come and take your temperature. And as they ask your affirmation to the questions that you've not had direct contact with someone with COVID positive, that you haven't had recent flu-like symptoms, have not lost your sense of taste or smell, that you've not had respiratory difficulties. You're then given a ticket Uh and then pointed and guided to the entrance. And once you come to the door, ushers, deacons, many volunteers are stepping forward to help, will guide you to where you will be seated. There is a physical distancing in both the Family Life Center and Sanctuary. Sure. The Sanctuary can hold approximately 200 people Mm -hmm. very safely and comfortably with Uh, physical, social distancing, and then in the Family Life Center, it's approximately 175 uh, that can be there in a safe environment. Hmm. That's wonderful. And that's that's obviously at the reduced capacities of the uh, CDC's 25% limits that they've set uh, for the phase of reopening that we're in. And um, it's it's just encouraging. I know that I know that it might be somewhat uh, difficult to consider that our, our worship in, in some sense has been has had to be modified in this season, but I've been so encouraged personally as I've seen our our elders and our um, our staff as well adjust so so carefully and lovingly to help present a safe experience back in worship. And so thank you. But in talking about our church's re-entry into worship, that actually brings up another question that I wanted to ask you. I know that there's been some confusion, at least from conversations that I've had with friends who maybe listen to our show, and as well as in different families around the church or others even, about some of the recommendations that our sessions made for re-entry into worship. It sounds like from what you said that everyone is welcome as long as there is space, and we just want to do it as safely as we can. So could you speak a little bit to that and just clarify even more if there's any limitations or anything like that on a reentry to our worship or someone coming on a Sunday morning? Absolutely, and that's a great question, and certainly we want to minimize any confusion that, that could be out there. Sure. Anyone who comes to screening, passes the screening process, is most welcome to the worship service. And We've had people that are advanced in years. We've had... Uh, children with their loving parents Mm -hmm. present. And and Josh, it has been wonderful to be together with the Lord's people, people of all ages, older members that feel good and safe to go to the worship service, as well as families. Mm. We want families to to come, especially as parents are able to kind of help their kids because we're trying to maintain some physical distancing. Sure. So many families have been there and it's a sweet expression of the body of Christ, our session has strongly recommended that those that are 65 and older remain home, but that's not a necessity. That's not a requirement. We do not ID people and look at their (laughs) driver's licenses, check their age, if they're over 65. And, And session also proved that families with children five and younger should perhaps consider not coming and the, the real 
thought behind that, mm. um, I'm so grateful you've asked because I want to bring some clarity, is our desire to maintain physical distancing and a thought that some young kids just in their energy, I think I was one <laughs> as a boy, just could not maintain physical distancing. And so every family that is able to, to come, go through screening and, and have that loving support and guidance of their children to maintain that good and proper distancing, we would love to come. People are strongly encouraged to wear masks during the service, Mm -hmm. but it's not a requirement that one has to wear a mask during the entire service. And our desire is at this time, given the realities Mm -hmm. of physical distancing and many wearing masks to uh, worship in spirit and truth. It's a beautiful thing to think of the, the presence of our risen Savior with us. And with his word by the Holy Spirit, as it is proclaimed, that we truly can worship in spirit and truth and in awe and reverence and love for the Lord, uh, even through this pandemic, even with masks on and somewhat of a distance uh, between us. And I, I'm trying to use physical distancing, distancing <laughs> as opposed to social distancing, yes. because God has made us social beings. Mm. and. Uh, there's great joy in being having that contact with one another socially while maintaining good and healthy physical distance. And yet we recognize and respect that there are, are members and, and visitors that, that are not able to physically be there. Maybe sure. they have some type of a vulnerability, a morbidity that would uh, be very affected if they had uh, somehow some exposure, though. We're seeking to have no one with uh, COVID in the worship service, but just to play it safe, there are members that are just watching online. Sure. Uh, and that has been such an encouragement as well, their faithfulness Yeah. Uh, as they gather and worship. And Well, thank you so much. It's, again, it's just such an encouragement to see all of the intentionality that's gone into that. I know that there's been a lot of volunteers that have helped out with it. And yeah, I just want to say thank you so much on behalf of our listeners. I know that it's been interesting to try and get all that planned, and I'm I'm just really grateful for how our church and our session have been trying to implement that. I did want to ask one last question, David. When you think about this season and the lives of our congregation members, everyone comes from a different place, and I know some have entered into worship, some might be anxious about returning to worship. Some who have returned to worship and have enjoyed it or are maybe disheartened by the experience, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what encouragement you would give our congregation in this season about where we find ourselves in the midst of a global pandemic and having to re-enter into worship in response to that context. I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts or any encouragement you might have for our listeners. I've been doing some thinking about this. And, sure. You know, in the, the history of the church, there have been other pandemics. Yeah. The reformers write about kind of the Black Plague that spread its way through Europe, and there were times where they were not able to physically gather together as the people of the Lord or, mm. or did so in a limited in a limited fashion. And I, I was looking at something just recently, for example, in, in London in the year 1604, there was a serious pandemic, a disease, mm-hmm. and believers there were screened medically, just somewhat along the lines 
not identical to what we're doing now, but sure. in a very similar fashion. Oh, that's fascinating. Yes, yeah. Uh, Pastor James Godskill talks about it and writes how throughout their parish, uh, the people who came must have had warrants and certificates that they were not infected before they could be admitted to the worship services. And mm. We don't require warrants or certificates, but <laughs> it's the same idea. Yeah. We want people to come, but mm. we also want to be safe as we gather and worship. And, you know, uh, really throughout the history of the church, there have been occasions of sickness and various pandemics and mm. epidemics that have affected the people of Christ, but we are one body, one people, mm. whether we're able to gather in one place for worship as a congregation or whether we're in diverse places. This is something that uh, George uh, Gillespie writes about. Okay. He talks about how that he lived in Edinburgh mm. and in 1641, he talks about the fearful pestilence that entered into the city. And as it uh, enlarged and mm. spread, destroying and cutting down many, as he describes it, mm. it also it led to believers not all being able to gather together. Sure. And yet the body of Christ is truly one people. They, they met for worship uh, outside, mm -hmm. and they held session meetings, were suspended for a period of time just because of this uh, pestilence. From May of 1648 to February of 1641 mm. in a church session of uh, Montrose uh, is what the records of the Kirk session kind of near Dundee, Scotland. Did. That's amazing. So it's very interesting to hear some of those stories that you're sharing, especially in our contemporary context, because so many people talk about how we have not seen anything like this before. And yet, in the history of God's people, he's faithful, and he's carried his people and his church and his kingdom through by his purposes in seasons like this, just as he has before. So, And, and even today, you're underscoring, he's ever ever faithful mm. and is present with us, whether we are gathered in the sanctuary in worship or the Family Life Center or huddled around our TVs and computers and phones, perhaps as a family or as an individual, mm. listening even on the radio, perhaps to service. There is the presence of our risen Savior Amen. as we gather with the Lord's people uh, through help of technology. Mm. And then God is at work through this pandemic. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm greatly encouraged. I've seen evidence and signs of his working, of mm. reminding us what is really important, mm. uh, what to kind of reorient our perspective. When the Scottish cholera came in 1832 across Scotland, mm. There began to be uh, prayer meetings, hoping to arrest the advance of the disease. And God used these prayer gatherings of the people of God, crying out to him uh, for his love, for his protection, his safety, and mercy. Uh, so that uh, throughout the 1830s, 
to quote a leader of that day, they asked God to awaken a spirit of earnest and vital religion among them throughout the Christian church generally. And it is so interesting. Some look back on the history of Scotland, how God used Mm -hmm. that pandemic and the prayers of his people by increasing evangelical gospel renewal and revival in the Church of Scotland Mm. uh, through even difficult times that came after the 1830s. So God truly, as he was at work then, is at work among us now as people, as we as his people are praying. Mm. Definitely an encouragement for our congregation as we continue to think about the season and navigate reentry, especially as we look at to the fall and and how this continues to to manifest ways that it might affect our our lives then, but also to consider the collective history of God's people as they themselves have been in similar situations. And so that's that's a huge encouragement, David. Thank you so much for that. So I'm so thankful for you taking some time to clarify this with us today. Is there anything else you'd want to share with our listeners? You know, I'd I just like to express gratitude as we think about the Lord and His faithfulness mm. to the many, many volunteers. Amen. Mm. Uh, our deacons, Dan D'Alberto, chairman of our diaconate, Mm-hmm. along with Boyd Jones and our worship committee of the session uh, and the many volunteers who have joined them in seeing that we're able to have a good and safe worship service and those involved behind the scenes. Also, Elena Tyler, mm-hmm. who is helping us with our RSV portal, something very strategic and central to what we're doing in her yeah serving as our coordinator of communications, keeping us in in the loop and helping get the word out, especially through the web and uh, the app is so helpful. And, and, and Barbara Diller and the team of screeners who are there out in the sun. And, mm. and thankfully, we have not had rain on a Sunday yet. <laughs> Praise the uh, Lord Another for that. Yeah. sign of the Lord's <laughs> kindness. <laughs> For us and for those, I'm involved with the screeners, but I'm not in a service. But Barbara Diller and that team of screeners doing just such a fabulous job and mm. thankful to the Lord for his faithfulness. And it's his faithfulness that we see evidence in our brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Well, for you, our listeners who uh, are listening to this and may not have entered into entered back into worship with us yet, we hope to see you soon. And we are so thankful to the Lord that we get to serve our congregation in this way. So thank you so much, Reverend Lawton, for being with us today. And we look forward to hopefully seeing you either at a screening process or in a service sometime soon. Thank you so much, Josh. Looking forward to seeing you and others in the service and been so interesting to maintain contact with people mm-hmm. through phone calls and emails. Yeah. And certainly we are glad if, if this podcast is raising some questions or if you have particular situations, please reach out to us. A man reached out to me just the other day who okay. works in a medical setting. Sure. And he was wondering if his involvement in his profession in the medical community because he has had some uh, exposure, perhaps at a, at, a lot, at a very light level, to someone who is COVID positive. Mm. But as a medical professional, he had all of his gear on, all that PPE that we hear so much about. Sure. He had everything on. 
And we're telling people in the church family and community that if you're exposed to someone, if you've had direct contact with someone who is COVID positive, and you, but yet you were in your full PPE protective gear, that that does not exclude you yes. from gathering with the Lord's people yes. in worship. You might have better protection uh, in your line of work than the rest of us uh, who who are not living in PPE. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wanted to mention that. That's such a helpful distinction. Yeah. Thank you so much for thinking about that. I know that everyone's got a unique situation, and that does bring up a really good point of if someone does have a question, they can definitely reach out to you or to, is there a specific email that they can communicate with? Yeah, they could They could reach out to me at my email, which is D. Lawton, my last name. It's a little different. Mm-hmm. D and then last name, L-A-U-T-E-N, at first pres, P-R-E-S, Columbia, like our city. That's wonderful. And there's also a host of staff who could also answer questions for anyone who's listening to us as well. So, well, David, our time together has been an encouragement to me. And also, I'm sure we hope and pray this has been an encouragement to you, our congregation and listeners who have been able to participate in it. If you have any questions, please feel free to email our podcast show or or also to reach out to Pastor Lawton. And we hope to see you again next time. You've been listening to First Focus. On behalf of Reverend Lawton, as well as all of the staff here at First Pres Columbia, I'm Josh Adair. Thanks for joining us. If you would like to stay connected with our show and be made aware of new episodes as they are released, download our app. All you have to do is search for First Presbyterian Church, Columbia SC, in the App Store of your choice. If you have any comments or questions about our show or an idea for an episode, don't hesitate to contact us. We hope that you'll join us again next time, and until then, God bless.